Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So over the last five weeks, we've been uh, digging into a series called The Beatitudes, and uh, we've been looking at the life attitudes that Jesus encourages us in this text of Scripture in Matthew chapter 5. And uh, what I love about this series is that Jesus calls us to live with attitude. Jesus calls us to live with attitude, not to be wishy-washy, not to be double-minded or uncertain. There are certain attitudes out of this text here that Jesus wants us to live by, to develop them in our hearts and in our lives. And over the last um, four or five weeks together, uh, I think Steve Shaw started the series of looking at the attitude of being poor in spirit. Then we looked at what it means to have a meek attitude. David Hunter shared a wonderful message there. Then we looked at what it means to um, hunger and thirst for righteousness. Ian Kay shared an awesome message with that one. Last Sunday morning, um, I shared the, 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 uh, the attitude out of Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, where Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And we looked at that word there, happy, happy, excuse me, we looked at that word there, blessed, and when you um, flesh it out in the Greek, it actually means to be happy, amen? So Jesus is saying, happy are the merciful, amen? When we show uh, the same mercy to others that God has shown to us, then our lives will be happy. Anyone want to be happy? And this is the key to it, developing an attitude of mercy in our lives. So this morning, we want to pick up the verse of Scripture in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, and it says this here this morning. Are you ready for it? The words of Jesus. He says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hallelujah. Listen to that there. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So today we're going to look at what it means to have a pure heart. Um, those who build an attitude of keeping a pure heart, the Bible says, will see God. This morning, or yesterday, as I was just doing a bit more preparation on this uh, message, I translated it into an SCV version. Amen? And I wanted to share that with you this morning. It's the Shane Cook version, SCV. So it says this. This is what I wrote. Blessed are those who have, are keeping, are working towards a right and pure heart. They will see God in everything they do. Amen? So there's a lot of talk about the importance of looking after our hearts today. We, we have a lot, of, um, a lot of encouragement about the importance of exercise, uh, making sure that we keep low cholesterol, uh, managing our stress levels and all sorts of stuff like that to keep our hearts uh, in a good, good steadfast position, to keep our hearts strong. And the truth is we do need to look after our hearts. Amen. If it stops beating, you're in trouble. Well... Yes, you are, but if you know Jesus, it's not quite as bad. Amen? But I, I wanted to share with you some amazing facts about your heart this morning, beating away just below your chest there this morning, behind your chest. The average adult heart beats some 72 times a minute, 100,000 times a day, 3.6 million times a year, and 2.5 billion times during a lifetime. That's a lot of thumping right there, isn't it? Astounding. Though weighing only 11 ounces on average, a healthy heart pumps 7,500 litres of blood through 60,000 miles of blood vessels each day. What an amazing miracle our heart is, isn't it? Astounding. 
a kitchen tap would need to be turned on all the way for at least 45 years to equal the amount of blood pumped by a heart in an average lifetime. Boom, 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 boom. It's a miracle, this thing, our heart. During an average lifetime, the heart will pump nearly 1.5 million barrels of blood, enough to fill 200 train tank cars. Astounding. 1.5 million barrels of blood through an average lifetime. Isn't it an amazing thought about the miracle of our heart? As impressive, though, as our hearts are, the Bible speaks a lot about another aspect of our hearts. Not so much our physical heart, but the heart within us, the heart of our spirit, the real person within, the real you this morning. Not so much this thing just bumping here, but the spirit within. The Bible has a lot to talk about that heart. Amen? In fact, the Bible talks a lot more about our hearts. Uh, it talks more about our hearts, the inner man within us, the inner woman within us. In fact, when we look at the Bible, money's mentioned only 112 times. Holy's mentioned in the Bible 526 times. Love's mentioned 687 times. Forgiveness is mentioned 126 times. But our heart is mentioned over 920 times in Scripture. The Bible has a lot to talk about our heart. Not just this, but the person within this morning. Some of, the Jesus, some of the words that Jesus spoke about our hearts are a couple of texts that I want to bring you this morning to your attention. Firstly, in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's our text. But listen to what Jesus says about our hearts this morning. Not this pumping heart here, but the man or the woman within. It says, a good man or woman out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man or woman out of the evil treasure of their heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Listen to this thought this morning. Everything that comes from the mouth comes from the heart. Our words, our actions flow from the condition of our heart. People will speak out of what is in their heart. And the thought this morning is this. You know what is in a person's heart by what comes out of their mouths. Amen? You know what's in someone's heart by what comes out of their mouths. There's another text I want to bring you to this morning. If you want to open up your Bibles, old school, Matthew chapter 15. Open your Bibles. Who's brought their Bibles this morning? Hallelujah. The rest of you feel shamed right now. That's all right. There's always next Sunday to feel better about yourself. Amen, Neil. I want to encourage us. Keep bringing our Bibles to church on Sunday. Hallelujah. If you do it on the pad, that's all right too. Ian Kay loves that. But I want to encourage us. Let's keep bringing our Bibles to church so we get more familiar with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 15. There's another text that Jesus talks about, about the condition of one's heart. In Matthew chapter 15, um, go to verse 15. Peter comes to him and he says, Explain the parable to us. Jesus answered, really encouraging. Are you still so dull? Duh. Jesus... <laughs> Are you still so dull, Jesus asked them? Don't you see whatever enters the mouth and goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from where? Come from where? Come from the heart. And these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, 
murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. I would like to propose today that there may well be things that we've allowed in our hearts that are affecting the purity of our hearts. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen? But I may propose this morning that there may well be things that we've allowed into our hearts that are affecting the purity of our hearts. If they're affecting the purity of our hearts, if we take that scripture in Matthew chapter 5, 8, as it's stated, then that would affect our relationship with God, right? Right? So if we've got things that are going on in our hearts, not that, but within us, within the real person, within the real you, we've allowed things to get in us, like attitudes, maybe resentment, maybe hurts, there could be all sorts of stuff that we've allowed to get into our hearts that are affecting the purity of our heart. And if it's affecting the purity of our heart, it'll affect our relationship with God. That's why Jesus said, Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. So this morning, our brief time together is all about understanding the importance of keeping a right heart. Amen. A right heart, keeping a right heart before God, keeping a right heart before others. I've learned over the years and all, just guess what, by the way, too, we had our uh, wedding anniversary. And I forgot, Wednesday, you reminded me early in the morning, then I remembered. And you sort of forgot a bit too, remember? I thought you said you did forget a little bit. But anyway, uh, 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 in another um, week and a half, 20 years in ministry together, Rachel and I. That's awesome, darling. <laughs> Not affected at all. But, uh, I don't know why I wanted to say that, but I just think it's worth celebrating. Amen? But yeah, that's right. That's what I was saying. That's why I was saying it. I've learned over the years, because there has been a few years that you can let stuff into your heart that can get lodged in there. Um, as a pastor over the years, I've had to dislodge disappointment out of my heart on many occasions. I don't know how many times I've conducted funerals for people and gone, God, why? Doesn't make sense. Disappointment gets lodged in your heart. It affects your heart. It affects your relationship with God. But there's been seasons where I've allowed disappointment to get in there and I've had to deal with that and remind myself that I don't understand everything but God is sovereign and God is good all the time not some of the time God is good all the time amen had times like that had times where seasons of disillusion disillusionment getting lodged in my heart where people that are Christians aren't acting like Christians amen I remember um, this 10 years next year being here in Shell Harbour, um, probably the second year I think it was in, um, we were still uh, struggling quite a bit. The church had been through a real wild season. There, were, there was um, um, a massive debt on the building. There was, the interest rate was about 8,000. 8, 8, gee, wow, that'd be scary. It was about 8.5%. I think the interest-only repayments on a month were around about eight to ten thousand dollars just in interest alone a lot of pressure a lot of stuff going on and the second year in we discovered that someone had been stealing tithes from the church 
disillusioned. How could someone do that? Tens of thousands of dollars. We don't know how much. It could have even been $100,000 or more being stolen out of the church. And then went through the whole season of having the police in here and all of the staff and all the volunteers having to go through police interviews. I talk about great church growth season. I tell you, it's just like, wow, this is awesome for us. But allowing disillusionment to get lodged in the heart, you know, it, it, it gets in there. You get disillusioned and, and the purity of your heart starts to get affected. It starts to affect the way that you, you view things, view God. I remember a number of years ago, I wouldn't even say where it was or who it was or under what circumstances because I don't want to... But I remember allowing the, 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 the hurt of what someone um, did to us in ministry. And these people that we trusted and we empowered and we, we um, invested into did some things that we could just could not understand or even imagine why would you do that in fact i considered if it happened in the world there probably would have been a court case and it probably would have been a late night alleyway how dare you do that but i remember allowing just the hurt of that to get in my heart wow that it's just wrong why would you do that affects the purity of your heart it gets in your heart and then it affects your relationship with god blessed are those that are pure in heart for they shall see god amen and you know this morning just wanted to share that story about being hurt in ministry like really hurt you know not not like calling up in a bundle and just crying because i don't do that very well i'm not touchy and feely either <laughs> but i remember and, and i felt this morning as i was just reflecting on this part of this the sermon just to touch on for just two minutes because you know if someone really hurts you um they wound you you know the bible says to forgive doesn't it in fact jesus talked about the power of, of forgiveness it says before you come to the altar and offer your gift on the altar um, um make sure you go back and 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 resolve and forgive and reconcile yeah but you know, through that season that, that, that we went through, or I went through in particular, I found it so hard to forgive. No way. Seriously, I found it so hard to forgive. I wanted to, at times, I wanted to punch the person. I did, honestly. I, I wanted to smack them silly. I wanted to, I wanted to call them out and name them and blame them and shame them. But Rachel and I have always declared that we'll never take that low ground and we'll always take the high ground. Amen? But going through that time of hurt, it was really, really hard to forgive. But I knew the Bible said to forgive. And you might be here this morning, there's someone in your world that you need to forgive. This is for you this morning, this part of the sermon before we finish. And I know, and I know when, when, when you, you can tell when you're not right in your heart and you haven't forgiven... And for me, it was laying in bed at night time for many, many nights and replaying things. Going over the 
conversations, going over the discussions, going over the hurt. That for me is an indicator straight away that my heart's not right. And maybe for you right now, there's an issue in your world, an issue in your life where you need to bring forgiveness. I found this, that as I was made aware that I still wasn't right in my heart, because again, if I had saw the person, I probably would have wanted to slap them. But I had to get to a point where I could see them and love them. Hello? That's forgiveness. That's getting a pure heart, getting your heart right. So I found through that period of time, there was, where there were, there were a couple of things that really, really made the difference for me till I got to the point where I could look at them and go, hey, I'm good. Hallelujah. And you know, uh, probably a year ago, I saw the person. It's all good. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, <laughs> but I found the key to working through um, a deep hurt is number one, the first thing that you need to do is start to pray for them. So I started praying for this person. Every time at night time where I would go through stuff and feel the pain and the hurt in my heart, I'd start praying for them. Lord, bless that person. Lord, encourage them. Lord, pour out your spirit on them. Lord, lift them up. Lord, cover them, cover them with your grace. Cover them with your love. Amen? Yeah. I found that every time I started to think that way about that person, the first key was to pray for them. The second key that I found powerful too was declaring and confessing my forgiveness towards them. Amen? So during the course of the day, I could, could have felt, especially in the early season of going through the hurt and the difficulty, I could find myself probably thinking about the situation four or five times, getting caught up in, oh. But then, as I said, God, I, I confess forgiveness towards them in Jesus' name. I mightn't feel like forgiving them right now. I mightn't be at that place right now. But I'm confessing by faith, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. Amen? And through a process of time, sometimes we think that forgiveness just happens like that. You know, um, they're forgiven and we just all, you know, no. Sometimes it takes time to forgive others. Amen? I hope that's for someone this morning. Sometimes it takes time to forgive others, but you've got to work through it. How do you work? You pray for those. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Bless those who mock you, despise you, persecute you. Didn't he say that? The first thing is pray for them. The second thing is just to confess. Father, I forgive them in Jesus' name. I declare no longer do I have these feelings of unforgiveness. Hallelujah. And I found that as you work through that period of time, especially when it's a big hurt, if you just keep being faithful and doing that, you get to a point where you're free. Amen? Free. Pure in heart so that now you can see God. Because unforgiveness, disappointment, disillusionment, all that stuff that we allow to get into our heart affects our relationship with God. Jesus said, blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Hope that helps someone this morning. Hope that helps. So Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart. Just getting ready to conclude this morning. Blessed are the pure in heart. I've discovered that you have to work at keeping a pure heart. In fact, look at the advice that we receive in the book of Proverbs. If you don't take anything else home right now today, I want to give you this verse of Scripture. It's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says in the NIV version, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything that you do flows out of it. Hallelujah. Listen to it again. Above everything else in life, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Above everything. Everything else, above all, guard your heart. Hallelujah. Because what you allow into your heart will define you. Cain 
allowed envy into his heart. David allowed lust into his heart. Listen to it. The author of Proverbs understood absolutely the most important thing that we need to be doing in our lives is guarding our hearts. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15. Everything that is within our hearts will flow out of our lives. Good or bad. But it's all a consequence of the condition of our heart. This morning, how is your heart this morning? How's it thumping away there? How is your heart this morning? How is it this morning? Amen? Above all else. Wow, seriously? Above all else. Above, above my family. Above my job. Above my relationships. Above my worries. Above my woes. Above my finances. Above everything else in life. No matter what I am in, what season I am in, Above all else, guard your heart. Because out of your heart flows the issues of life. Whatever's in me will flow out of me. Jesus said, um, uh, blessed, happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It takes work to keep your heart pure. Amen. God's not just looking for a, a, a perfect heart. He wants a pure heart. Amen. What's a pure heart? Someone that's on the journey is saying, God, I realize that this stuff's in me right now, but I will do all that I can to dislodge it from my heart because I want a pure heart before you. For they shall see God. Hallelujah. Wow. I think the Holy Spirit's touching some people this morning. No apologies. Amen. So again, as we conclude this morning, if I could have the worship team. Are there issues in your heart this morning that deep down you know are affecting the purity of your heart, but more importantly, your relationship with God? Are there hidden things that you are needing to bring into God's light? God wants a relationship with us heart to heart. That's why developing an attitude of a pure heart is essential. We want to see and know God. Amen? Hallelujah. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They shall know God. They shall experience more of God. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. Feel this morning there are probably many of us this morning that I'm not saying we're bad people or God hates us or we're not saved or anything like that but I think that there's a number of people that you've allowed some stuff to be going on in your heart Sometimes it just creeps in without us even knowing it. Sometimes we just allow it in because of our words and our actions. But listen to what Jesus said. 
Blessed and happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Proverbs 4.23 Above all else, look after your heart. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, the great doctor, his advice. Look after your heart. So important. Amen? Enough raving on. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning as we pray?